As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we take a look at several catchers vying for your attention and also a fantasy roster spot. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three cold uh, brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. No, Al Melchior did not get suddenly a deeper voice. This is Michael Beller. We're switching it up here this morning. Changing roles, Michael Beller here with Al Melchior. Al, I hope you're uh, I hope you're able to handle things from that side of the fence. I know I'm a, I'm struggling already to do it from this side. Uh, no, I'm ready for opposites day, so let's <laughs> let's do it. Well, let's do it. Well, uh, big news in the uh, baseball world, the fantasy baseball world on this Wednesday morning. The Tampa Bay Rays will be promoting Vidal Brujan on Wednesday, hitting 259 with nine homers and 15 steals at Durham. Manny Margot going on the IL. Technically, he's the extra man for the doubleheader, but sounds like Brujan is here to stay. Easy ad wherever he's available, Al. I think so. Yeah, uh, I don't see that playing time is going to be an issue going forward, regardless of whatever Margot's health status is. So, yeah, go get them. I mean, if there's uh, steals out there and really a power steals combo out there available, uh, why would you pass on that? Why would you pass on that, especially with the ceiling that is tied to Vidal Brujan? Yasmani Grandal on the IL tore a tendon in his left knee. He'll be out for four to six weeks. We've got some catchers to talk about in our standouts that could fill that hole for Grandal managers. Anthony Rendon also going to the IL with the hamstring injury. The third IL trip of the season for Anthony Rendon. Just been a lost season for him. Michael Pineda will make his return on Wednesday and start against the White Sox. Al, is he a start or a sit for you? Uh, initially, he's going to be a sit. Let's let's see how he fares in this one. We'll uh, do a wait and see with Pineda and uh, revisit next week. Yeah, I think that's fair, especially with the matchup against the White Sox. Not the offense that they were earlier in the season, but still one that you don't just roll out of bed and dominate. Odebel Herrera out on Tuesday, probably Wednesday with ankle and wrist injuries. The uh, Giants called up Tyler Beatty may start uh, against Washington. 
on Friday. We'll talk about him potentially on Thursday as a or Friday as a streamer. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers and Toronto Blue Jays got together on a trade. The Brewers getting Rowdy Telez uh, for Trevor Richards and Bowden Francis. So uh, Brewers adding a little bit of punch to their lineup. Maybe has some sort of relevance in NL-only leagues. Then we've got some closers, that usual closer hijinks to wrap up our news and notes from Tuesday. Brad Brock started off the ninth in a 6-3 game, did not retire any of the first three batters. I mean, are we ever going to get a handle on the Cincinnati situation, Al? Nah, I've given up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I say that, but uh, at least for the time being, I'm I'm just not interested in in this situation, and uh, probably going to be a while before we see uh, T.J. Antone or, or Lucas Sims. So uh, I'm just hanging back on that red situation. And I think that's the right way to go. And uh, here we got Yimi Garcia. You're always trying to get me to push him out of the ninth inning in Miami, so <laughs> maybe you should take a shot at it. He did allow three base runners, but preserved a 1-1 tie in the ninth inning against the Dodgers. I mean, what what is this? Is this a cheap shot at Yimi you're taking here? I guess so. And, I, you know, the thing is, like, I I really I liked him coming into the season. I wouldn't even say that I don't like him as a pitcher now, but he's definitely made it difficult to to trust him. And I, I do think that this is a situation that that maybe is up for grabs right now. And uh, we we didn't see uh, Anthony Bender in this situation because he had probably because he had pitched the previous uh, two games. So I think this one is still one to watch. Definitely one to watch. I still believe Yimi Garcia is pitching somewhere else come August. Let's look at the Tuesday standouts. Let's start things off with a couple of pitchers, Al. We've got Chad Cool having himself a cool night. Six innings, four hits, just one run allowed. Seven strikeouts and no walks against the impossible to figure out Atlanta Braves. They're, they're going to go down. As the, I, I forget about the Yankees. The Braves, the most disappointing team in Major League Baseball this season. Uh, Cool's been quite good in three of his last four. Six innings and one run in three of his last four. At Colorado being the only exception, and that's something we can definitely excuse we've also got Dane Dunning having himself a nice night on Tuesday five innings one hit one run one walk six K's against the Tigers uh, when you look at these two guys Al either of them jump out as someone that you would be thinking about adding in the short or long or for the short or long terms uh, I would say more so Dunning than Chad Cool. Uh, I mean, we're getting a little bit of swing and miss from Chad Cool in that uh, four-start run that you mentioned, uh, but mostly just a lot of ground balls, and so that can help him be effective. But I'm not, still not sure about Cool's fantasy appeal at this point. But Dunning, uh, you know, I really I wanted to talk about him because I think it'd be really easy to dismiss this start as he's got the Tigers. That's that's a matchup-based uh, success for him. Uh, but a four point three eight. 4.38 ERA coming into that one that really with, I think some better luck on balls and play, you know, could have been like a mid threes ERA. Uh, and I don't take it lightly when I say, you know, bad Babbitt luck. Cause I think that that's still in this time gets a little bit overused as an explanation, but I mean, 376, like that, that's just not something that's yeah. going to, um, you know, stay sustained for long. So uh, Dunning's been good and it doesn't show up in his fantasy stats. Yeah, I think where you use BABIP is at the extremes. If you want yeah. to tell me a guy's like, – I'm not impressed if you say a pitcher's got a 320 BABIP and league average is 295. It's like, eh, well, that's going to happen to some guys and maybe he's allowing hard contact. 376 is where we start to get into the discussion where he probably is getting a little bit unfortunate. So Dunning potentially worth a look. Maybe his luck starts to even out in the second half of the season. David Fletcher had himself a big night on Tuesday going 4-for-4, four four, a pair of doubles against the Red Sox. And in his last 30 games – 
up to a 353 batting average. This just feels a lot more like the David Fletcher that we expected to see uh, from the start of the season. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I, I felt like Fletcher was somebody that you couldn't even really be rostering in some deeper leagues earlier on. Because you figure, okay, he's going to give you the batting average, maybe not a whole lot else, but you weren't really getting that. Now, exactly as you say, Michael, this is the David Fletcher that uh, if you drafted him, this is what you expected. And if he's out there, uh, I'd say 14 teams and deeper, uh, especially if you need some batting average help, this is the guy. Going to be living a top that Angels lineup. Let's get into our quartet of catchers who can potentially solve some woes for Yasmani Grandal managers. First, let's start with Fletcher's teammate, Max Stasi. Three for four with his sixth homer of the season, also his fifth double of the season, up to a 312 batting average. Tyler Stevenson getting to play a lot for the Cincinnati Reds. He went three for five against the Royals, hit second in the order in that game too so that should definitely get your eyes open how about Jan Gomes three for three with a pair of doubles in his last 15 games 15 for 50 and that right there Al that's going to put a catcher on the map it really is that low of a barrier to entry and then finally John Hicks he's splitting starts with Jonah Heim but did hit his fourth homer of the season on Tuesday so showing enough power in his limited playing time to put himself on the fantasy radar Put yourself in the shoes of a Yasmani Grandal manager, and let's do it specifically from the standpoint of a league where you are waiting till this weekend to make claims. A weekly league, you got to wait till Sunday to make an ad for Yasmani Grandal. If these four guys are the top four guys available, how are you prioritizing them? All right. Well, I don't have to use my imagination because I am oh, that fun. manager. <laughs> and uh, I, I, if, I, if I'm able to add Max Stacy, I'm wanting to do that. Uh, I mean, he's been hitting for average and, and some pretty decent power uh, all season long. So at least when, when he's been uh, active. So uh, he would be my top priority, but understandably, he's he may not be out there. So at this mm-hmm. point, I, I think I'm going going for Tyler Stevenson. Uh, because as you mentioned, uh, batting uh, up in the order for the Reds, uh, gaining in some playing time, uh, hitting for average and some power. And, uh, you know, that that's a nice player to plug in and that one you'd be able to plug in in a lot of leagues. And then going a little bit deeper, um, I think probably taking the flyer on John Hicks since, I mean, he's, he's swinging a very hot bat, just four home runs and 12 plate appearances. Maybe it's a short-term play, but if I need to uh, plug somebody in just for next week and, and then, you know, solve the problem longer term, uh, I'll give him a try. And, and I don't want to completely sleep on Jan Gomes because he gets a lot of playing time mm-hmm. uh, and uh, hitting for average lately. Yeah, I think the only thing I would change is that I would probably go for Gomes over Hicks just because I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm never going to like bet on a guy being longer than the timetable, but a torn tendon in your knee, like it wouldn't be crazy to me if in four to six weeks, the White Sox decide to take it a little easier on Yasmani Grandal, especially given their lead in the AL Central. Like they need Grandal healthy in October, not necessarily at the end of August. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them take it easy if they maintain this lead in the division and just give Grandal some extra time. So maybe playing time, maybe uh, volume becomes something you're looking for out of that position. So I could see going for Gomes over Hicks. With you, though, that Stacy Stevenson, those are the first two guys that you want to look at here. We've got a couple more hitter standouts to get to. Elvis Andrews, three for five on Tuesday night, filling up the stat sheet a double a steal last 30 games hitting 278 with five steals and batting second are we witnessing the rebirth of Elvis Andrews in this 2021 season it looks like it 
It looks like it. Uh, we've talked about him fairly recently coming around, and he's just kept going since that point, which was maybe a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, it looks like he's back. And it did seem like maybe a little premature for the kind of decline we had seen from him the last couple of years. So this this seems very plausible to me. Luke Voigt goes five for six against the uh, Mariners. Luke Voigt doing Luke Voigt things. And then Travis Jankowski, the last guy I'll ask you about, one for three, a walk, his third steal, nine for 26, a run that Jankowski is on on the radar in any sorts of leagues for you? Uh, definitely NL only. And maybe a 15-teamer where I'm looking for steals. This is one that you know we'll, we'll see develop over the next few days because, as you mentioned at the outset, Odubel Herrera uh, banged up right now. So if this turns into a longer-term thing for Herrera, then Jankowski stands to gain quite a bit of playing time. And I think at that point, he's clearly got 14-15 uh, team appeal with his uh, steals potential. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Al, let's get into the streamers for Wednesday. We've got uh, looking like four or five guys or so to talk about. J.C. Mejia against Josh Fleming, both guys potentially on our radar here. Drew Smiley gets that dream matchup with the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Brady Singer going against the Cincinnati Reds, where he'll face off with Sonny Gray. And then Antonio Senzatella, also a dream matchup against the Diamondbacks. Who's your favorite pitcher to stream and why? Definitely Drew Smiley. Uh, been pitching better lately, and that's just a great matchup at Pittsburgh. So uh, he really stands out in this crowd. Uh, I would like Josh Fleming. The the thing is, that's a double header. So in the case of both Mejia and Fleming, should either one, I think it's unlikely, but should either one, you know, need to be called into relief duty, then maybe that that status is uh, a little shaky for them. So I think I'm going to avoid both of them. Uh, but yeah, so Smiley is the, the one that stands out in this group. And then Brady Singer, I, I think that he's one that probably doesn't look like a viable streamer. Um, he's just not been uh, turning in good results for quite a while now. Last eight starts in ERA almost is, is up to the level of six. Uh, but just, um, you know, getting the strikeouts, uh, sort of like we talked about with Dane Dunney, just a lot of hits on balls and play more than I think that he really has deserved. And I think we're going to see a better Brady Singer going forward, maybe beginning with the start. Senzatella, it's a great matchup, but I think he just doesn't clear the bar for me, even even in that case. Yeah, I think that's fair. And with Singer, I, I think I would be more inclined to go after him in leagues where uh, ERA whip didn't really mean anything to me anymore. I would be a little wary of making this start if I was competing in those categories, just because, you know, I mean, you, you can say all you want, but it's not about the ERA and the Babbitt, but it's not like his ERA estimators are saying this is a super unlucky pitcher. Still talking about a 421 XFIP and a 438 Sierra, so I would still be a little bit intimidated by that matchup against the Reds. Let's wrap up this episode with a look at the prospect spotlight, and let's start with Jose Miranda in the twin system. Three hitting 345 with 14 homers at AA Wichita. Uh, homered uh, three times in his first game at AAA St. Paul on June 29th. He's a, a, a second baseman and third baseman by trade, but playing some first base. So maybe a second half call 
up for the Twins, depending on some moves that they could potentially make. And then we've also got Shane Baz, 51 and two-thirds innings pitched uh, between AA and AAA this season. 77 Ks against just eight walks in those 51 innings. I mean, this is what something we expect Baz to be, but very nice to see it in front of our eyes at the AA and AAA levels. Yeah, you know, and this is not a huge surprise, I think, to anybody that Baz is having this level of success. But I, I just, I think it's important to kind of uh, remind at least some of us because our attention has been so much on uh, the race hitters, you know, Franco right. and Brujan. So, you know, Baz is there too, and, and maybe we see him not too long. And Miranda... Uh, that's intriguing to me that he's getting some reps at first base because that to me signals that the Twins organization is looking for some way to get him up in the majors and he's you know done nothing in terms of performance to uh, to discourage that movement. Got to believe if that team does get rid of a couple of its regulars before the trade deadline that Miranda could be, if not the first guy, one of the first guys who they do end up turning to to fill out the roster in the second half. That's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Hope we didn't throw you off too much with the change in roles. We will be back with you on Thursday. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Give us all the good stuff if you have a chance to do that. Al and I will talk with you on Thursday morning.